This is Big Talk. Michael Glab here. Where will we get our news when newspapers finally die out? My guests this week have an idea. Bloomington's Limestone Post has been doing hard-hitting, long-form journalism since 2015. The online publication went nonprofit in 2019. It covers tough issues as well as the arts in this town and south-central Indiana. It's positioned right now to fill the vacuum caused by the demise of traditional local newspapers and magazines, those publications that depend on an advertising-based business model. Maybe there's room for cooperation among a variety of news-gathering sources. Wouldn't it take an upstart like Limestone Post to lead the way? My guests are Limestone Post founder and executive editor Ron Eid and Rebecca Hill, veteran science and healthcare journalist and president of Limestone Post's board of directors. Welcome to Big Talk. Thanks for having us. Thanks. News coming from Limestone Post. I'm looking at you, Becky. We, we report on a variety of issues. Not only just here in Bloomington, but it, about what's happening in surrounding communities, too. I mean, I think that's really important to, to get those voices in, those rural communities, because what happens there impacts what happened in Bloomington, et cetera. But the news that we report on here is, uh, you know, not only the arts, but we're reporting on health and science. We're reporting on, you know, environmental, social justice issues, a wide variety of things. And, and that's what I find really exciting about Limestone Post. I think I ought to reveal that both you and I are contributors to Limestone Post as well. Right. Ronnie has signed a check or two for both of us. <laughs> he has, he has. <laughs> <laughs> What's your role now that newspapers are in bad shape? Where are we going to get our news every day? I think that's a question being asked by a lot of communities nowadays because of the loss of local news it, it, just across the United States. I mean, you see a variety of papers starting to spring up from a nonprofit standpoint, uh, but corporate entities are, are getting rid of their local news. And as yeah. a result, they're leaving communities bereft of what, you know, to know what's happening in their community. So here, we're lucky. I mean, we have a fragmented news uh, community. Um, we have a lot of different options, but not, we have the Herald Times, which is a corporate entity, but, um, you know, that's owned by Gannett, and it's, you know, been dying kind of on the vine in, in, in recent years because of the lack of resources and stuff. It's tough for them to put out, you know, all the news that they want to. So the question is, who's going to do that? A couple of years ago, I did a, a, a big talk on Laura Lane, the reporter from the Herald Times. We went into the Herald Times building. It was an empty cavern. It was actually, it was more like a tomb. It, it echoed. Yeah, it is really sad, especially because they have quite a few really talented writers. They do. You know, Laura's a really talented writer, and they have several others, too, so... Yeah. They're, they're doing the best they can with the resources they're given. They're just not given a lot of resources, and that's part of the corporate ownership. And Jill, yeah. the executive editor, will tell you 
the same thing. Yeah. She has said so publicly. So when we started in 2015, Lene Swinsky and I co-founded the magazine. I wanted to set that straight. Um, That's right. We were focused on long-form, inclusive, in-depth journalism. Um, and immediately people were telling us, We, I even got an email from someone who said, Limestone Post fills a gap in the local media landscape. The problem is that gap has gotten much wider than a, one magazine or one news guy can fill, you know, in the community. Um, so in the 2010s, late 20-teens, I noticed that there was momentum toward funding nonprofit news from the big guys, from the MacArthur's and Knight Foundations. They were funding not only nonprofit news, but local news, because that has become such an issue. Um, the research has been ongoing for a long time about what happens to community when it loses its local news, yeah. news sources. And it's not pretty. So in 2019, Lene ended up moving to Georgia, and our marketing director moved out of town. So it was just me full time with all our great contributors. So having my finger to the wind on the nonprofit news movement, I decided to convert Limestone Media, which is our official name, to a nonprofit huh. in 2019. And then COVID hit in 2020. Yikes. Yeah. Um, which allowed me to step back and figure out nonprofit administration, nonprofit news, because it wasn't really my background. Mine was a little bit business, a little bit journalism. There are a lot of great res resources here in town, and the nonprofit community is extremely helpful and supportive. So I was going to workshops and webinars and just asking people, what do you do about this? And um, so getting a lot of help, we, we got our official letter of designation from the IRS in 2019. Um, and then I, I worked on the administrative part of it. And then I think it was in August of that year, I got an email from someone who was a, an experienced freelance writer and had a lot of experience in nonprofit management, administration and management. Her name was Becky Hill. I sent her an email and said, when can you start being <laughs> our president of the board? <laughs> wow. He exaggerates. <laughs> well, yeah, it was the next day she started. So <laughs> she has built the foundation of the organization from a nonprofit standpoint, has allowed me to focus more on editorial. We've, we've increased our publishing by, I think, 30% yeah. since... 2020. She's built the board up to 10 members now, yeah. I think 11, maybe 11, even just yeah. added the 11th. Mm -hmm. we're, we're going in that direction. And like we said, it, the, the daily news landscape is fragmented now. There's some really good people doing some really good work out there. Um, the HT reporters are doing as good as they can, given what they have. Um, so we are going around town talking to people having listening sessions, just asking, what do you see or want from a daily news source? Because Limestone Post Magazine is not going to be that source. Right. We can complement it. Doing stories uh, for you, I know I take good long time to get a story. This isn't, you know, get out there, 
hit the, hit the story, come back, and deadline is 5 o'clock. Yeah, I have that on my desk by 5. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that. but So, yeah, we've been getting talking to a lot of people and getting some really good feedback. A lot of people are concerned. I don't think we've talked to anyone who said, oh, it's fine the way it is. Yeah. These are different sectors of the community. We've talked to people in the tech industry and, and healthcare and education and the arts and in a lot of different businesses. We're getting these different perspectives. It's kind of how we do a story to begin with, the solutions journalism type story where you bring in all these different voices and different points of view and you find out what what people want and what is doable. We won't recreate the HT from 25 years ago. We're not going to have 50 people in a newsroom. Right. Um, so there are ways. We are part of the Institute for Nonprofit News, which is a support organization. The members are, there are 450 members now, I think, of nonprofit news organizations. Everything from a, a little publication, online publication in New York, covering incarceration, another one in California covering immigration. You have ProPublica as a member, huh. Texas Tribune as a member. Um, so from the very small micro-focused organizations to nationwide organizations. And we've talked to a lot of them about, you know, yeah. how, how did you get started? We talked to the Wichita Beacon, Spotlight PA. Yeah, I just Remember. talked to Block club chicago oh yeah i they're, read that daily yeah, yeah. They're, they're a neighborhood publication and, and, and by the way the chicago sun times is non-profit yeah that's right it was pretty exciting talking to block club chicago because of, the, of their approach that they do with their neighborhoods they dedicate uh reporters to specific net neighborhoods and yeah. then they report on what's happening so you get really hyper local news that way and that's i think one of the things that we're looking to do too is to really focus on local news what people have been telling us is that they want local news they want to know what the sport score was you know at High the friday and, friday yeah. night game or yeah. you know or what's happening down on, you know what kind of construction's happening down and why you know that kind of thing and so, why was there that bunch of sirens at 11:30 yeah. p.m. Yeah, the and, other day yeah and, and that's why you know what we'll do is focus on what's happening locally you know and in neighborhoods, you know, with nonprofits, with the sporting community, those kind of things, in the local business, you know, community too. We want to report on those things. So, are you going to gather together many of these disparate news gatherers? We're talking to them. Um, everything's on the table. It's still early right now, but uh -huh. we we're thinking about an umbrella organization. We're not going to replace WFHB or WFIU yeah. or. B-Square Bulletin or anything like that, but we think that a lot of people complain that they don't want to have to go here for news. They don't want to have mm -hmm. to go over here for another story. They they want it all in one place, so we're thinking of ways that we can collaborate mm -hmm. with them. Um, you know, Jeremy Hogan does the breaking news and the yeah. photojournalism, and Dave does the, Dave uh, Askin, the government. So there are different ways of doing that. We collaborate with uh, WFHB Now on our uh, Deep Dive series. Yeah. And we've collaborated with WFIU on, on many different projects, and, and I can see that working with, with other people as well. So 
So think, we're you're just trying to figure things out right now sure. is what the is what the deal is. Well, I, I think we've gone a little bit beyond figuring things out. I mean, I think we have a lot of experience. I mean, we've been around since 2015, and we've built our nonprofit infrastructure up in the last three years. Um, but I right now, I think we're a little bit beyond that. I think we have an idea of what we want to do with a, a local daily news source, and how we want to run it, and with what kind of people we want to run it. And right now, we're just, this next year, we're, we're working on infrastructure issues, like audience development, doing surveys and focus groups. We'll be doing a lot of that. We'll be doing fundraising. And we'll also be just looking at the infrastructure itself on how to run a daily news site. You know, this whole nonprofit thing, it seems to me, if you're a for-profit newspaper or magazine, Limestone Post once sold advertising. It seems to me that all you're doing is replacing advertising with going hat in hand and looking for granting. Is it that simple? Well, I think it's it's a collection of things. I mean, we're definitely going to diversify our revenue base. And that means that we'll have a portion of our funding will come from grants, but another portion of it will come from, you know, kind of earned revenue sources such as subscription, et cetera. Uh-huh. But we're also going to ask the community to buy in on this. I uh-huh. mean, because that's who we're serving. I and mean, we're a nonprofit. You know, working with WFHB, that that's how a nonprofit functions. The community is who we serve. Right, And that's what we're going to look to to help us try to provide that news source. We're going to ask the community to support us as well. So twice a year, we here at WFHB have a fun drive. In fact, I just got the email from our development director today telling me the dates of the spring fun drive. Mm-hmm. We uh, go live on the air during the fun drive and say, please, please, please mm-hmm. help us out. How can you do that? Well, I think we'll probably do that in a variety of ways. I mean, you know, asking for donations. And we're, and we're really fortunate because we're members of the Institute of Nonprofit News. We also participate in their Newsmatch program, which means that they will double any donations that we get. So if you give $50, they'll give $50, and we got a $100 donation there. So we do hit that pretty hard for the last few years, and we'll continue to hit that hard, too. So that's similar to the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, which does somewhat the same thing for radio stations and TV stations. Right. What a job you have, <laughs> Becky. <laughs> well, Ron, Ron's the one with the big job. I have the job of just, you know, overseeing what's happening on the board and, and volunteers and working with committees and stuff. And we're really fortunate. We have a board of really talented board members who contribute a lot. I mean, we're a working board, and they, they're committed to this mission, and they're committed to what we're doing. And so it makes me really proud to be able to work with a group of people like that. Our guests this week from the Limestone Post, Ron Ede, the publisher and executive editor, and Rebecca Hill, president of the board of directors. Becky, uh, you have been a freelance science and healthcare writer. You're a member of the National Science Writers Association, as well as a member of the National Association of Healthcare Journalists. Ron Ede also came from the freelance world. He was a freelance writer and editor in 
Austin, Texas, Denver, Chicago, Cleveland, and New York. Have you been running from the law? What are you <laughs> running from high rents? <laughs> <laughs> there was a quote by Ron Ede saying, Bloomington is Austin, Texas, Denver, Chicago, Cleveland, and New York, in a way, sort of a melange. Limestone Post, what attracted you? Why? Well, I mean, I've been a freelancer for, wow, almost 16 years now. So I've written a variety of stuff. I mean, I've written science fiction. I've written, you know, I had a column on science fiction. I had, a col- you know, a story series on science education. I, you know, I've just done a wide variety of stuff. But the one thing I really like about writing for Limestone Post is the freedom to explore, you know, issues of health and science in, on a community-based level. And if by practicing solutions journalism, too, I get a chance to look at, you know, an issue that happens nationally and how it trickles down to a local level. I mean, a story I wrote on the opioid settlement monies, you have to look at what's happening nationally with those kind of things to see what's happening here locally. And at Limestone, I was able to do that. And and Ron's, Ron's kind of, he's the a great editor. He's an editor who goes, yeah, I think that's a great story idea. Go for it. Yeah, and then go he's, for it. He's that's not it. hanging over your shoulder after right. that, and he's just great that way. Well, the key to that is he's got to find the right people. Ron, how do you pick these people? Well, in this town, it's not hard to find really good writers and photographers and creative people, illustrators, videographers, and everything, and, and they, they tend to show up at my door. <laughs> and word of mouth, I'm sure you've sent some people my way or yep. or they will see an article that you've done and, and have an idea. And, you know, it, it, a college town, it's one of the reasons I settled here. And that melange thing that you mentioned is it is such a vibrant town and there's so many creative people and, and interesting ideas. And for a town this size, there's so much going on. The tagline for Limestone Post is, Writers with a voice, photographers with a vision. You came up with that, didn't you, Ron? I don't know if it was Lene or me, but Uh uh, it was sort of at the same time, and a light bulb went off, and we considered kind of retiring the tagline after going nonprofit, and Lene said, no, I think we need to keep it. This This is kind of how we started finding voices in the community that aren't being represented or just anyone's voice who, you know, has something valuable to say. Let's keep it. The pandemic was a kick in the butt to everybody, businesses, nonprofits. How did you survive, Ron? Uh, Low overhead. (laughs) Um, I remember that beautiful office over on College Avenue. I was envious of that office. It it reminded me of a movie set almost with big arched windows. Yeah, yeah. I envied us too. (laughs) Steal a line from uh, Spinal Tap, I think. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was uh, Grand Plaza. We got in on a uh, sublet and then CFC allowed us to keep it at a really reasonable rate. And then um, Lene and um, Emily Winters, our marketing director, moved, both moved out of town. So it was just me. I couldn't justify that big, beautiful place just to myself during the pandemic when there was no one coming around anyway. So 
we uh, we got out of that, and we are looking for you know reasonable mm-hmm. office yeah. space. Isn't it amazing? You know, uh, I'm of the age where I saw publishing go from a typewriter and a and a typesetting machine and and uh, and guys actually setting types out mm-hmm. of fonts which were just baskets of metal letters that were put together one by one crazy wasn't yeah, it yeah and then in about uh, the first i saw of it was about 1986 i went to work uh, for the new city in chicago and lo and behold, the Macintosh, huh? Mm. Yeah, that little, <laughs> that tiny little screen, and you had to put in uh, discs. Uh, desktop publishing, Aldous Page Maker. Do you remember that? Yes, Becky? I do. I do. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm a lot older than you think. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are not. Hey, by the way, okay, let's look at the titles of uh, several uh, recent stories in the Limestone Post. Here's one. Three local photographers share motivations, techniques, and photos. That's an arts-oriented story. How about this? One emergency from catastrophe. Who struggles with food security? How about this for uh, nature and the outdoors and the environment? On Saving the Deem Wilderness and Hoosier National Forest. And then this one, oh boy, I'll bet this one brought tears to some people's eyes. Eternal Sunflower, Remembering Janice Jaffe. She was a beloved singer and musician here in Bloomington. You've got some ideas, you two. Most of those came from the contributors. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I might have uh, asked if they would want to do something along this line, but to uh, get someone to commit the kind of time that is required for these in-depth stories, they have to be invested in the topic. Yeah, I can't just send someone out on a story and expect something good to come back, you know, two weeks, two months later that is, doesn't have their soul in it. Partly, yeah, yeah. and um, we we are lucky to have these contributors. Uh, all the ones you mentioned there, they're really into those stories and want to cover them. When you and Lene started this thing, could you have imagined that here you are nine years later, you'd still be at it, trying to grow, trying to evolve? The uh, still being here part, yeah, I can. We saw that. I think I don't know. I can't speak for Lene. That's but, pretty optimistic. But though. neither one of us saw the daily news part of it come along because we just I don't know. It it wasn't what I wanted to do. I'm not a deadline oriented guy. I never saw me. I've never had newsroom experience like that. So, you know, covering city hall was just not something I would be good at. Being able to look at something, step back and look at something and take a longer and deeper look and wider look at at a topic is what I've always been better at. I've always had magazine experience. When when we first started talking about this last summer, is that right, Becky? Yeah, last summer. Um, yeah, I remember after, I think it was after a board meeting, Lene is on the board still. We both kind of raised our eyebrows and thought, can you believe what is going on? Because this is, and you talk about the budget, we're working on a budget and the numbers involved with a newsroom of multiple people is not what we ever expected. 
I think it's a great combination. I mean, to have Limestone take on a local daily news you know, vehicle, and then also in addition with the magazine, because what what happens locally, you know, with the with the daily news source, it's not going to be long form type stories. So, Limestone Post has the opportunity to work in conjunction with the daily news source and pick up and do longer stories on issues that a daily news source can explore. So right. that I think is a really great you know, partnership between the two, the magazine and a daily news source. I think that will be really exciting. Now, president of the board, Becky Hill, (laughs) let's give a shout out to who the board members are. Sure. Our vice president is Lene Slowinski, and um, she, of course, is a co-founder. And she's great because she provides us with some sort of historical perspective. And plus, her editing skills are amazing. Oh, I loved her as an editor. Yeah. And then our secretary is Joy Harder, and and a lot of people. She, uh, she's a she works in aging and elder care, but she's also really busy in the community. Rotary is one of her big um, activities, and she's really been great for for that. Our treasurer is Carol Williams, who is kind of um, she's she's wonderful treasurers, but she also adds a lot of levity to our board meetings. She's got an extremely dry sense of humor, which we all appreciate. Katie Lawrenson, she is the director of uh, marketing at the chamber, and we are like super lucky to have her because she chairs our marketing and fundraising committee. And she does all our social media marketing. So. so she's the one who goes out with her hat in the hand. Oh, huh? man, she's she's terrific. Krista Friedman, she's got a lot of nonprofit management and data experience, data analysis experience, which is really helpful. Maquiba Reese, she she's just amazing. She knows everybody, it seems like. She's the president of NAACP. And we love having her on the board. Emily Reynolds. A force of nature, oh, I should force say. Force of nature yeah. is probably the best way to describe yeah. her. Emily Reynolds, she's a, a grant writer that she's you know transplanted to Bloomington from California, worked in grant writing out there, and now we're lucky to have her here writing grants for us. Fred Turner is a local attorney, um, and we're always happy to have Fred for his dry wit as well. And then Jennifer Fetchenhauer, um, she's a former um, journalist and, and media figure. And and she's also going to um, she's also on our planning committee for the daily news source. I'm glad you said her name as yeah, opposed no, to me. I, I was trying to figure out how to say her oh, name. And then the last person is Steve uh, Hennefield. He just joined oh. our board, so we're really you know a lot of people know Steve from his sure. work at the Herald Times, and he's a prolific education writer. He has a really wonderful blog that's just followed by a lot of national folks in education. But we're really lucky to have him join our board. He just joined in January. Well, exciting times in the news world. Maybe there's a new form of news, daily news, coming to Bloomington. Our two guests this week are hard at work trying to make it happen. Ron Ede, the publisher and executive editor of Limestone Post online magazine, and Rebecca, Be- I'll call you Becky, is yeah, that okay? That's great, yeah. that's great. <laughs> Rebecca Hill, Becky Hill, the president of the board of directors. Keep an ear to the ground, listeners, for whatever they're going to come up with to give us our news on a daily basis. Thanks for being on Big Talk. Thanks for having us. Can I just say that uh, our listening is still ongoing, so if anyone has any comments or 
complaints or, or just any ideas or whatever, we're, we're happy to hear what you think about local daily news in the community. How do they talk to you? Info at limestonepostmagazine.com. That's a mouthful. But uh, if you go to the website, find the contact page, you can find me. It's ron at limestonepost.com. Thank you.